0: Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. It's your host, Amir, with my host, Jordan, today on a brand new episode today to go over all the brand new uh, candidates for the Denver Bron- Broncos uh, vacant head coaching job, all of the latest news that we got you know, regarding that. And also today, as you can tell from the title of this episode, we're going to be going over the whole entire list of all the unrestricted free agents, the restricted free agents, exclusive rights free agents for the Denver Broncos this offseason who you want to retain, who you want to, um, you know, resign or who we want to let walk in free agency. Um, Great episode, uh, you know, highly anticipated. Been waiting uh, quite some time to, um, you know, get this one out for you guys. But, um, you know, with that being said, before we jump into all this, how are you doing
1: today, Jordan? Doing good, man. Got to go into work later, but I'm doing good. <laughs> what about you? Yeah,
0: man, grind don't stop, chasing the dreams, goals all the time. Um, Speaking of chasing goals, uh, Denver Broncos looking for their next head coach um, to, you know, achieve these uh, Super Bowl dreams that they've been, you know, wanting to get to, you know, even the playoffs because they haven't been there in seven years ever since Peyton Manning left and Gary Kubiak has been done. Um, It's definitely been a while. And so hopefully we can get it right, this head coach search, because, you know, it's it's like we keep missing and missing and missing. You know, first time head coaches really hasn't been the thing, and you know we can tell by this uh, head coach search that they're looking for a more experienced candidate by the uh, from the looks of it in the candidate pool that we are uh, you know seeing from reports. Um, so so far, in case you guys uh, did not hear, um, so far uh, we the candidates that we know of are. Ezro Vero, Broncos' defense coordinator, uh, he did complete his interview yesterday. Um, as of Tuesday, he did complete his interview. Um, Jim Harbaugh completed his interview yesterday. Um, it was a, it reportedly lasted up to two hours long in a virtual meeting. Um, so yeah, uh, I know Benjamin Albright said that these first interviews are literally just yeah the ownership and um, front office just talking with the candidate about you know them like their like their personal life, the kind of person they are, the characteristics, you know, what they would bring to the table. The second interview is where it gets really serious and they talk about what they want to do with the roster, what they want to bring to the organization, what they, you know, which players they might want to bring in, um, you know, their uh, their scouting abilities and all their um, traits as a potential head coach for this uh, franchise. Um, that's when it gets really serious. So this first round is more of just getting to know the candidates um, kind of like, you know, your first day in like a class where you just kind of get to know your classmates. That's essentially how this goes. Um, we also have Sean Payton. Um, he is not going to interview. I don't believe he's going to interview virtually. I believe they're going to wait till he uh, comes in person next week, just because he's already talked to Greg Penner and the ownership. Um, he, uh, It seems like he was the first candidate to even talk to the ownership, so um, that's cool. Um, and then uh, Raheem Morris, uh, you know, defensive coordinator. Uh, the Broncos are giving him an interview. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of people talking about how the Broncos are just giving these guys interviews for the Rooney Rule. Okay, then why are they giving interviews to D'Amico Ryans, Jim Caldwell, and Ezra Rivero as well? So I, I don't understand that kind of, you know, um, thought process there. I really do feel like these are all qualified guys that honestly deserve a head coach job. Um, you know, at some point down the road, but yeah. And then, like I just said, um, they're, they're giving D'Amico Ryan's, a, a head coach interview. You know, that's a, that's a big, big one for me. I like D'Amico Ryan's a lot. Um, we're going to talk about our preferred candidates in just a second. Um, we got Dan Quinn, um, who's definitely not a favorite on this show. Um, he's, he is getting a, um, head coach interview. Um, you know, within the, either the next few days or next week. Um, uh, and then obviously Jim Caldwell, uh, this morning, he, uh, he actually, in, he's interviewing for the Broncos, uh, head coach job today. Um, so that's a, that's an interesting candidate. People seem to be pretty 50, 50 on him. Um, he seems like half the fan base, you know, really likes him. I personally like Jim Caldwell. Um, we're going to get into him in a second. Um, and then, uh. Yeah, so uh, Everell, Harbaugh, Peyton, Morris, Quinn, Ryan's, and Caldwell are the current seven candidates there. Pretty sh- uh, strong list. What do you what do you make of that uh, looking at that head coach um, candidate pool so far?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I like it. You know, it's a different approach than, you know, Denver usually goes. Um, but yeah, um, to, to go on what you said first, I don't think it's really part of the Rooney rule. I just think they're trying to get the most qualified guys in there. I mean, that. Denver doesn't strike me as that type of franchise, you know, just to do things for the Rooney rule. Um, but, I mean, I like it. I, I love that they're giving these guys interviews. You know, just, I mean, you look at D'Amico Rice, He's going to get an interview. Everett had his interview. Jim Caldwell, I'm a little 50-50. You know, I'm kind of with everybody else. Like, I don't know about Jim Caldwell. I mean, I don't even think he should be fired from Detroit. But it's just, I don't know if Jim Caldwell's the answer here in Denver um you know how i feel about dan quinn i mean raheem moore is some kind of on offense about because i'm like i think raheem moore is just another guy that they just want to interview just to see i don't think he's gonna actually get the job i don't think yeah i don't think he's gonna get the job yeah. i just think he's just a guy that they're gonna bring in and just talk to i, 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 don't, I don't actually see him getting a head coaching job here in denver
0: kind of pick his brains a little bit i assume yeah and yeah. the fact that he's off the sean mcvay tree um <clears throat> and even um you know had experience with Dan Quinn as well. So, yeah, bringing some, in some guys that definitely have some relationships within the league, um, you get their different opinions. I mean, if you're going to make a head coach search, why would you not you know, interview more than five candidates to kind of pick their brains and figure out what these different candidates, um, you know, uh, in the in the head coach uh, pools are doing, you know trying to accomplish around the league and how they're approaching, um, you know, the competition and how the you know you gain any way you can gain competitive advantages in the NFL, you got to take advantage of that. And I, I like what George Payne and Greg Penner are doing here so far in this candidate pool. Um, so preferred list, um, from one to seven, one being the candidate that you want the most, seven being the candidate that you want the least. Um, who do you, who who are you kind of um, favoring in this uh, head coach search?
1: I mean, one is obviously going to be Sean Payton. I think Denver needs to go the offensive route anyway. I mean, you look at all of the – most of the top head coaches in the league, they're trending towards, you know, the offensive side of the ball. They call most of the plays, and they're in charge of that side of the ball. I think Denver needs to go in that direction. I mean, we tried with Hackett, but we that was just awful. But um, I think Sean Payton, he's my number one. Number two, I'll go Jim Harbaugh just because of the experience – you know, like Sean Payton, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl, has a winning record as a coach in the league. He's done some – he did some pretty great things in San Francisco. I mean, he would come in and change the culture too. Just – I would love to have Harbaugh. I think he would just change the whole tone of that locker room. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them. Three, I'd go D'Amico Ryans, just mainly because of culture. And I think um, if he goes there, him and Everett would kind of build a – I mean, that defense would be incredible. I would just say um, I feel like D'Amico would come in and focus more – Obviously, focus more on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, probably draft some more studs. You know, like you see out San Francisco, they just keep drafting uh, defensive studs. If I had to go for Evero, I mean, just because what he did with the defense. I this year, I think he deserves a head coaching job somewhere. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, Evero would be pretty good as the head coach, but I, I I would just like him better as the DC, so he can just strictly focus on the defense side of the football. Mm-hmm. Five, I put Jim Caldwell. Um, like I said, I'm 50 50 on Jim Caldwell. It's just, he's really, it's a really weird type of head coach with him. You don't really know what you're going to get. There's bad things and there's good things about Jim Caldwell. I mean, you look at the Colts and the Lions, they were just, they, they were good. They were middle of the pack, but I don't, i just don't think Jim Caldwell would fit right um, here in Denver. Six, Dan Quinn. The only reason I ain't put him seven, just, I mean, Dan Quinn's got more experience than Raheem Morris. Um, I don't want Dan Quinn at all. And seven is Raheem Morris. I just I don't see Denver hiring a first year guy on the defensive side of the ball. That really I, I just don't see Denver doing it. But yeah, Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris are my bottom two.
0: I like it, like it. Um, towards the bottom of the list, I definitely um have mine a little bit different arranged. But um, as of the top three, mine are exact same. You know, number one, Sean Payton, uh, for the people that listen to the podcast, listen to our l- previous episodes, uh, we really voice our opinions on how much we want Sean Payton. We believe trading the first for Sean Payton um, is more of the, um, you know, the path and, you know, getting J- John or I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh. But, um, you know, getting Jim Harbaugh definitely is uh, kind of a one B to one A situation. I mean, he's a guy that you definitely know is going to be a great head coach for your franchise. I mean, when you look at this list, you kind of put those guys in their own tier and then the other candidates are in like tier three. So, um, that, that's how kind of a big of a drop off it is. I uh, so, you know, we really hoping we can get these guys cause you don't really want to settle for a Dan Quinn uh, type of candidate, but yeah, so I got Peyton at one Harbot at two D'Amico Ryan's at three. I mean, um, you guys know, I, I love D'Amico Ryan's a lot. Um, I'm still, you know, really mad that we missed out on, um, Mike McDaniel from that Kyle Shanahan staff, but, um, getting D'Amico would certainly make up for it, but he's at my number three. Um, he's a, there's a pretty big ba- gap in between him and Harbaugh, but I do like D'Amico Ryan's a lot. I think whichever team he goes to, as long as he's, uh, able to get, you know, the GM builds a roster for him. I think he's going to be a damn good coach. I love D'Amico Ryan's a lot. I feel like he's being slept on. I think he's a better candidate coming out of San Francisco than Robert Sala was. I've, uh, kind of, I've, you know, reiterated that. Um, Jim Caldwell I have him at 4. I actually like Jim Caldwell quite a bit. Uh work with Peyton Manning has a good track track record with quarterbacks with you know whoever he's up with. Um in Detroit he did a better job than people gave him credit for. I mean there's that's the Detroit Lions. I mean once they got rid of him and you know hired Matt Patricia and uh, you know, it, it was a really, really crappy era and you could tell that they kind of messed up doing that and maybe it wasn't the right move. Um, but you know, then again, Matt Trisha is barely even good enough to be a coordinator in this league. Um, and then, um, and you know, now they have Dan Campbell, which by the way, I love Dan Campbell so much. I mean, he's probably like easily top one of my top three favorite coaches in the league is incredible coach. Um, I can't believe they've considered firing him, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I see he has a, you know, Jim Caldwell's at 62 and 50 career record. I mean, he's a, obviously has a good, um, you know, a uh, good experience at that. Obviously, uh, like I said, he worked with Peyton Manning. I mean, he's a guy that I just feel like didn't get the fair of ways, like how I, you know, we were saying in the past with Frank Reich. I feel like that's another similar situation. Uh, but I, d- I certainly see where you're coming from. I'm not sure he could step right back into football after taking quite, you know, quite some time off and being able to, you know, help this offense take it to to the next level. And I'm not really sure that's the side of the ball we need to completely have our identity centered around. Um, but. I don't know. I think uh, Jim Caldwell. I think he's a really good candidate. I think he'd be a good head coach. Um, but I think he's gonna be like another one of those candidates, like I was talking about with Raheem Morris, where they're gonna bring him in to kind of pick his brains and not really take him extremely seriously as a head coach candidate. Um, but I do have him as my number four. Um, at number five, I have Raheem Morris. I like Raheem Morris. Um, I don't think he's the best candidate, but I don't think he's a bad candidate by any means. He has head coach experience. Uh, took over as, as uh, interim. Um. Obviously it wasn't the best looking, uh, you know, interim head coach job, but I mean, he wasn't certainly in the best situation either. So I think he's a really good leader. He's a players coach player, you know, players um, really, you know, attack the game, you know, because of, you know, how Marie Raheem Morris carries himself and leads his uh, football team. Um, he's a great locker room guy. Um, I think he's a good underrated X's and O's guy, but um, I, I really don't think he uh, has what it takes to um, come into Denver and really take this team to the next level. I'm not sure it's the best fit. Um I don't know. Raheem Morris is a really confusing candidate if I'm going to be honest. I can't really know n- nothing really else to, you know, add to that, but he is my number 5. Um number 6 I have Dan Quinn. Um obviously a candidate that you know I can can't really talk too much about because we've already said how much, you know, how underwhelming he um you know, he's been a good coordinator, but I think he's really not meant to be a head coach in the NFL. I just I think he's a player's coach and that's really about it. He reminds me of a more experienced Nathaniel Hackett, if I'm being honest. I mean, if he comes in here, he will do a decent job, but I'm not really too sure if he's he's the he's the best candidate for this job. And then my number seven, something I might get hate for, but I have um Ezrovero all the way at number seven. Um, I don't think he's ready to be a head coach. I think he has to take, uh, you know, quite a few more steps to be, um, you know, head coach in this league. Um, I think he's not at the vocal standpoint where he should be at. Leadership needs uh, a little bit more improvement. Um, I think he's a great head coach. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think he, he, I think he needs a maybe a season or two more before he comes a you know a really qualified head coach candidate in my eyes. Um, I just don't think he's ready to be head coach yet. That's no knock on him, but he's really inexperienced. I mean, you got to give him some time. So um, I have him at number seven for this, um, and that kind of kind of bias because I want to keep him as DC, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Von Miller kind of said it best. I think some guys just need to stick to the coordinator jobs and not every coordinator is meant to be a head coach. And I think yeah, that's Dan the case Quinn. of Raheem Morrison. Um, yeah, Dan Quinn is your ever on those guys. I mean, but I wouldn't mind Everett as a head coach. I mean, I, I agree with you said. I, I think he needs a few more years and everything like that. But, yeah, I, I don't want Dan. Dan Quinn can say the coordinator in Dallas. I do not want him over here in Denver at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just and another thing, I completely forgot to talk about. I mean, you wouldn't want to bring him in here and tear something down that we've already built with Averro. And I'm not, you know, maybe he will keep Averro. I'm not too sure, um, but I don't know. I feel like he's gonna want to come here and do his thing because that's what Dan Quinn has always done. To every team he's been a part of, and it, you know, Seattle was Dan Quinn's defense. Um, you know, Atlanta was Dan Quinn's defense. And um, in Dallas is Dan Quinn's defense. So maybe he comes here and just be is a leader. I am I'm getting really scared, man, because I keep seeing reports about, you know, Tom Pelissero saying that he would not be surprised if um, Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton passes. If if they pass up the Broncos job, that Dan Quinn is um, easily the favorite to be the head coach. Um, it seems like it may be too, you know. Um, too obvious to be true. And maybe we land a different candidate, but I'm getting a little bit nervous. Um, you know, seeing all that, all those reports. Um, I'm, I'm just curious to see, you know, for the Broncos fans that do really want Dan Quinn, what kind of argument that they do have, because I don't really, really see any, you know, positives in Dan Quinn coming here and being a a head
1: coach. No, just I, I, I just got to keep saying no. I mean, I mean, um, you can go back to Seattle. I mean, yeah, he called a good defense, but let's not forget the players that was on that defense: Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Byron Maxwell, Bam Brown, Richard Sherman. I mean, he had some hell of a. I mean, he had a lot of great players on that defense. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He still was a great defensive coordinator. But I mean, when he went to Atlanta, the defense wasn't anywhere close to where it was in Seattle, and it wasn't. And it, when Kyle Shanahan left. It was nothing that whole team wasn't like how it was. Matt Ryan fell off a cliff. Julio couldn't stay healthy. The running game wasn't the same. I mean, I'm t- man, if anybody listening, man, that want Dan Quinn, just you don't want that. Not in Denver. I'm telling you, Kyle, you don't. Yeah.
0: Kyle Shanahan carried carried him in um carried him in atlanta and once kyle shanahan left you you saw what they were missing it's it's as obvious as day i mean and you look in uh in dallas and you look at the offensive talent that they have and they're barely they're barely good enough to be a consistent offensive team and you know when they are it makes life e- easier on the defense i will give them credit they were a terrible defensive team last year i mean you know trayvon diggs was looked awful but um you know obviously the picks kind of made up for that but um this year at the beginning of the year they did look really good i mean they're carrying cooper rush um but it, it's kind of trending downward from that um i don't have them as a i have them being his first round exits uh dallas and uh, the yeah, playoffs so yeah me too yeah i uh, i think the the buccaneers definitely will pull off that one um but yeah i just don't really don't really see um you know Dan Quinn coming here and being a good, uh, good, really good candidate. Um, I'm sure George Payne will be pushing for it, but I I just don't, I don't want to see it. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that being said, uh, giving you guys our latest um, news and, you know, our opinions on the head coach search, let's go ahead and jump in uh, to all of the Broncos free agents for this year. Super excited. Um, You know, which, which players we want to bring back, which players we want to let walk um kind of talk about maybe the contracts when to bring them and whatnot so um first we're going to go and start with the unrestricted free agents um obviously in case you guys don't know for the terminology people um that you know haven't paid too much attention too much attention to nfl free agency um unrestricted unrestricted uh free agents are players that obviously have their own say in where they want to go they can negotiate with any teams uh they have four more accrued seasons um, you know, obviously, you know, they've played at least six game every six games every season, regardless if they're on the IR or not. Um, they, you know, they have uh, free negotiations with any team and the original team is not allowed to, um, you know, they don't really have any uh, say in, you know, because they're, they're kind of free at that point. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about unrestricted free agents first, uh, which Broncos uh, we want to keep and let walk. Um, let's start off with Calvin Anderson. Calvin Anderson, would you like to retain him? Um, if you do, uh, how, how you know, what would the contract look like? Um, and if you don't, uh, why and why not?
1: I would say bring him back um, kind of on like a short term deal, short, you know, not that much money. I would say around, you know, give him like a two year kind of two and a half million type of deal. You know, I would say just to have him for depth, you know, because. For Denver, office alignment always get hurt, so it would be good to have depth. You know, it's him being a starter. I don't really see it. I mean, I think he had his shot. He didn't really get a chance to become the starter at the start of the seasons, like, since he's been in Denver. But I will bring him back just, you know, for depth, unless Denver thing, you know, drafting the office alignment to have as a backup is a better option. But I would say keep him. Not, you know, not much money. It's, it's a safe option.
0: Yeah, I'm going with keep as well on this one. I like Calvin Anderson. Um, I know I said in one of the last episodes, you know, get, get rid of every single offensive lineman except for Quinn Miners, but uh, Calvin Anderson's the one. He's the, uh, he's the one uh, exception. Um, obviously, if we can re, uh, restructure bowls, and I want to keep him. But, um, yeah, Calvin Anderson, at, towards the end of the year, he was a really good swing tackle. Um, he's valuable. Not too many tackles are able to swing over to left tackle and right tackle from week to week. I think that's a really valuable, um, you know, asset. Um, you know, thing about Calvin, Calvin Anderson. um, I think that's something you can't really replicate too often. It's becoming more common in the league, but um, I think you, you got to keep a guy like Calvin Anderson, at least as like a second or third string. I mean, why would you, you know, why would you let him go? Um, I think he, he's, he's, he's played to keep his job. So um, I I think you, you, you keep out Calvin Anderson. He's, uh, he's impressed me the, during the last uh, five week stretch um, after, you know, Billy Turner was suffering through injuries and Cam Fleming as well. So, um, speaking of Billy Turner um uh, so okay I'll, I'm gonna say the free agent and we're gonna say keep or walk at the same time after we say the free agent so Billy Turner
1: three walk two on my fault <laughs> I know you're gonna do a countdown no you're
0: good I, I didn't even mean to I was, yeah so I'm gonna walk as well so yeah Billy Turner um it's pretty obvious he's uh obviously was on a one-year deal um played like what three games in total this season so I do why would you, you know, for the people that do want to bring him back, why, why would you want to bring him back? Why? He's, I mean, he, he didn't really do aging. anything.
1: I mean, he's aging. He's already shown that he can't stay healthy. He wasn't even really that healthy in Green Bay. I mean, and come to think of it, I mean, even when he plays, he doesn't, he doesn't even really do that good. I mean, he does enough, but it's nothing spectacular. Yeah, he can go. He yeah. can go. All right, Tom Compton, walk, walk, bye. Walk. But he shouldn't even been signed in the first place. I mean, I understand depth purposes, but no, yeah, he can go.
0: Tom Compton, yeah, he don't didn't even see anything he did this year. I mean, good luck back in groceries next week. Um, <laughs> Kareem Jackson, keep walk. Ooh, keep I keep got him. different opinions here. So, what's your reasoning here?
1: Um, I kind of I think I stated in the last one. I just think Kareem. I think for Caden Stern's sake, um, I think you want to keep around a veteran safety for as long as you can. Um, plus I don't think Kareem's gonna demand that much money as he was. You know, the last two times he was a free agent. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's always good to have depth at the position. I mean, he knows the system. I'm not going to give up my Kareem. I mean, you look at what Denver did with Justin Simmons backed up, Darian Stewart, TJ Ward, and all those guys for as long as they could until they finally said, okay, Justin's going to be the starter. But I think but I think even if you do name Caden Stearns a starter, you can keep him kind of as the backup or just in that hybrid role, strong safety linebacker. You know, I I, I don't really see the point of letting him go unless he wants like a lot of money in a long-term deal. But I don't really see why you just let him walk.
0: Yeah. I mean, depending on what we're, you know, what the defense is going to look like next year, um, you know, I'm assuming we keep Vero. I don't really think we're going to need to keep, I don't really think we're going to need to have like a hybrid kind of corner linebacker type player. Um, I think it's going to be more of just the, you know, two linebacker formation. Maybe, you know, I I saw a few games there putting in uh, um, Jonas Griffith in there with all three linebackers. That was really cool. Um, But yeah, I, you know, Cream Jackson. Obviously, I've expressed you know how much you know he's meant to the fan base and how much of a fan favorite he's been. But um, at the end of the day, his his uh, production, you know, um, on field production this season did take a little bit of a toll. Um, gave up a few uh, touchdowns in the secondary this this year, uh, probably more than any of the other you know players in the secondary. Um, I, I I think we can look. I think at this point we can look for a younger replacement. I think we we need. We need to start uh looking at what we're getting out of DeLar and Turner Yale. Um, you know, possibly. Um obviously Caden Stearns, Caden Stearns have voiced my opinions on I think it could be a great league. Um I think we I think we need to start finding uh younger younger insurance at that position. Um and you know, kinda give uh Caden Stearns the Caden Stearns the key to the car. I mean Kareem Jackson, great player, but I think I think it's time to move on. Um I think he, you know, obviously he's aging. He's thirty four years old. Um we'll be turning thirty-five this year, I believe. Um so yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say uh walk for Kareem Jackson. Um and I think the organization's gonna you know do the same as well. Um I, I will be shocked if they bring him back on a one year deal uh once again. Um next
1: player, we got Mike Boone walk. Walk. He shouldn't I, wow. I'm not gonna lie. Um when when Denver first signed him, they signed him right after we uh let Phillip Lindsay walk. And I was like, okay, so this is the guy that they're gonna bring in. I mean, I had no idea about Javante at the time, of course, but I mean he didn't I mean he was a third string guy. He didn't even really do much. I mean, it's sad to see the injury that he got, but yeah, he got he walk. Let him go.
0: Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because he, it seems like he never really got the fair chance. I mean, he never really got the snap count that he maybe should have deserved. The only time we saw him really play was in the preseason. And he looked pretty shifty this past preseason, but I think uh, I've said multiple times running back position is the most easily the most replaceable position. Um, I think, I think you uh, need to start looking at drafting a uh, running back maybe in the third, fourth, or fifth round. Um, get a guy to really compete um, with, uh, you know, Javante. You know, be a good one-two punch with him. And uh, we're going to get to Latavius Murray in a second. Um, Dalton Reisner, so obviously a big one. Um, he's expected to have a quite a hefty market um, upcoming. Um, and, you know, I know uh, Benjamin Albright said that it's going to – It's either going to be Dalton Reisner or Draymond Jones. They're not going to
1: bring both back. So um, Dalton Reisner, walk. Walk, yeah. I mean, I I would love to keep him, but I just think, you know, the salary cap's not all there. And like you said, you know, and Albright said it's going to be either him or Draymond Jones. And obviously I'll go Draymond Jones. But, yeah, I mean, Dalton Reisner, I mean, I wish him well. But it's just – I mean, it it really all depends, though. It depends how much money he asks. But if he asks for – you know the right amount of money, which he's probably going to get somewhere else, and yeah, he, he's a goner.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he's a, obviously a, um, a good guy in the locker room. There's obviously that, um, you know, that incident on the sideline, the Rams game. Um, the whole, you know, the whole team was kind of um, checked out in that game, but um, the media didn't show the the video of Brett Ripon and Dalton Reisner actually hugging. You know, in the, you know after that incident, um, they just wanted to show them shoving, and you know make the headlines and, or whatever because that's how the media operates. But um, regardless, he is nominated for the Walter Payne Man of the Year. He won the Darren Williams Good Guy Award. I mean, he's a really great guy in the community. You see all the, you know, clips and the, you know, the photos and pics of him you know serving the community doing things for the children and raising awareness and charity and whatnot he's a great guy but on the field he was very subpar this year I mean he fell off from his production in previous years um even if we had Draymond Jones under contract I would still let Don Reisner walk to be honest I don't I I'm completely anti-Reisner I think we should look for um different you know option there at left guard I'd Just didn't like what I saw from this year. Um, I think it definitely is time to move on. Um, Next, we have a stake on the offensive offensive side of the ball. We have Eric Tomlinson, a veteran tight end. Um, You know, been in the league for
1: eight years now. Um, Walk or keep? Walk. Keep. I'm going to say keep him. Yeah, I'm going to say keep him. Um, I say keep him because, I mean, he's a good blocking tight end, which Denver doesn't really have right now. And I think that, you know, going into next season, Whoever the head coach is should implement more play actions and we're going to need a good blocking tight end. And I think why not go with a cheaper option than Eric Thompson? I mean, he's he's damn good at it. I give him that. But I mean, it's a cheap option. That way you don't have to go in the draft and hope a guy can come into the league and block. I mean, he's not going to demand that much money anyway. It's not like he's going to want like two to five million. He's probably going to take a minimum. So I say keep him. It wouldn't hurt
0: yeah my my thought process is um here is if we can get john Harbaugh we can really we can really get a a solid blocking tight end that you know can be you know coming to be really good year because for for a while besides Mike Munchak we really haven't had a, a you know offensive coach that can come in here and really focus on you know the trenches and Jim Harbaugh he's one of those guys that at Michigan every year you know the Michigan O line is going to be incredible impressive because he values so much the the battles in the trenches and because it all starts up front and that's how football works it it always starts up front if you can't block if you can't get pass rush you're going to lose games. So I think um, if we can get Jim Harbaugh or even Sean Payton, because like you, I like what you said in the it was a few episodes ago. You're talking about how Sean Payton loves to draft offensive linemen. I mean, you you look at Caesar Ruiz, Ryan Ram, Ramchick, Teron, Teron Armstead, um, all those guys. Um, you know, he likes the offensive linemen, and Jim Harbaugh does as well. Jim Harbaugh. Definitely uh, is a good scout. and He knows his ways around college football. He'll find a guy. Um, I think they could come in here. Hopefully, we get one of those two. Um, they can come in here and get a young, you know, get younger at that position um, and be a really solid blocker behind Greg Dulcich um, and, you know, maybe Alberto, depending if we uh, cut him or not. Um, so uh, staying at the tight end position, we got uh, Eric Saubert. Walk or keep?
1: Walk. Walk. I mean,. He's gonna, he's easily replaceable. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, surprisingly, I think he was our touchdown leader at tight end, wasn't he? Or was it Dolchik?
0: Um, it was actually, I think Eric Thomas. Actually, I'm pretty sure Dulcich had two, pretty sure. Um, Eric Thompson had two, um, and I think Sobert had two. I think they all had two touchdowns.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's a guy you can replace. I mean, I I like his mentality, but other than that, I mean, he's a replaceable. I don't see going out and paying him $2.5 million just to come back. Uh, Nah, I don't think that's smart. Yeah. Someone let us
0: know if we're wrong about that tight end stat, but um, I think all three of our tight ends had two touchdowns this year. Um, Next, we got uh, a tight end hybrid, Andrew
1: Beck. Um, Would you uh, walk or keep? i keep him. Keep him. I keep, yeah, I mean he's showing signs of athleticism. I mean, it's not that many fullbacks left in the league. I say um I just say you keep him. I mean him and Russ seem to have a, t- a little bit of chemistry. I mean, I just say you keep him. I mean he can kind of do both. I mean, he's a pretty good blocker too, so I say keep him.
0: Cam Fleming, walk or keep. Walk. 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 Yeah. Cam Stop. Fleming, uh very <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie, he uh he was bad last year, but he was he was a better tackle this year. I'm not gonna sit here and say he was awful, but um he definitely was below average and we need to look at a replacement there. Um another tackle that's just aging on this on this offensive line. Um we need to find a really if we're gonna have an aging tackle on this offensive line, they need to be hella good. So um I'm gonna go ahead and say walk on Camp Fleming. Um I've you know, you know, stated multiple times that I want to re- rebuild that entire offensive line. Um, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that you know Sean Payne and Jim Harbaugh comes here because really confident that that they could uh, pull that off with George Payne and Greg Penner. Um next we got Deshaun Williams, a guy that um uh, we've talked about a little bit. He's been on the podcast before Walker
1: Keep. Keep keep. I'm keeping him. Yeah, I'm love Deshaun. I mean, yeah, I mean he's um I think he's 30. Um if I'm correct, he's 30. Um 30, so yeah. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to have, plus, he's very underrated. So a lot of people aren't going to really offer him a big contract. I think Diver can get him back somewhere between maybe two to three million a year, short term deal. I say bring him back. I mean, it's always good to have depth at the defensive line. And I mean, he balled out. I give him that. So I say keep him. It's kind of obvious.
0: Yeah, I like Deshaun Williams a lot. This is essentially like a breakout year for him. I believe he had like um, three and a half, four and a half sacks this year. Really good season. Um, yeah great guy in the interior defensive line can't really replace guys like him, him and Mike Purcell are just the glue in the interior defensive line. Draymond Jones as well. Um, you know, DJ Jones. Um, so I want to keep those guys uh, for the rotation. Um, I think Deshaun Williams, you got to bring him back. He, He proved to the organization that he deserves to at least be on the 90 man roster and compete for the 53, uh, going into next season. Um, next one, uh, big, you know, one of the, you know, Broncos free agents has been debated for quite some time. Um, Latavius Murray, um, by the way, you know, well, before we uh, jump into all this, Walker, keep,
1: keep, keep. Yeah, Um. Uh, I'll say this. I think he's one of those guys that I don't think we actually get back. Um, because I think he's gonna be one of those guys that we wait and see. I don't think it's gonna be like a right off the bat sign that's gonna be closer maybe towards the draft that if Denver does bring him back, because then they'll decide if they're gonna draft the running back or not. Because I don't see him coming back and being like a third stringer, but I don't even know if we get to get him back because it's gonna be a team that's gonna nab him, that that's gonna take him pretty quickly to be their backup running back. And but I think Denver's gonna pump the brakes on it and probably try to go out there guy in the draft. But for me, I say keep.
0: See, I would love Javante Williams, Latavius Murray, and a rookie running back to start off the 53-man week one next year. Um, I like that a lot and you know, get a guy in the practice squad. You know, I'm assuming Javante is going to be on a very limited snap count to start the year. Um, he's probably not going to be able to go full throttle. But, um, yeah, I mean, Latavius Murray is a great story. He didn't even have a single call. Um, or anything going into training camp or the offseason from any NFL team this uh, pass offseason. And then, you know, next thing you know, the Saints are playing in London and, you know, they sign Latavius uh, Murray to their practice squad. They elevate him. He has 57 yards and a touchdown. Um, then, then, you know, literally a few weeks later, the Broncos poach him from the Saints practice squad. And he next thing you know, he's getting on a plane right back to London. So um, and, you know, he has a touchdown in London. He's the first player in NFL history to have two touchdowns in London in a single season. So. Um. Yeah, really cool to see uh, Latavius Murray and his story. What he uh, did this year didn't have a single game ball in his entire NFL career, playing nine years, and he had two this season. Um, you know, one was this uh, previous week against the Chargers. He had 103 yards and a touchdown. I just like Latavius Murray a lot. I think he's a hard runner. He's been a big vocal voice in the locker room. I think that's what we need until Javante Williams can really become that leader. Um, unless you want to cut Latavius Murray and find a guy that can be the same kind of leader in the running back room, I think you got to keep him. And he's not going to be expensive. He w- he wasn't even on a team in coming into Week One this season. So I th- I think it's a no brainer. I don't care if he's old. He's he's playing like he's a twenty four year old you know violent running back. I mean, why would you not want to bring him back? Some of these guys that I'm talking about that are aging, I'm saying that because, you know, not bringing it back because you can tell that it's declining their play. Latavius Murray, it's not declining his play. So I like Latavius Murray a lot. I think he's a hell of a player. You got to bring guys like those back.
1: Yeah. And the main thing is he doesn't, you know, give up the football and he's yeah. just, he's aggressive. Reliable. I mean, yeah, I would love to have him back. I just don't know if we'll do it in time because, yeah, because if we wait, some, some team has been looking at him and some teams like, Yep, let's go get him cuz I I just I hope that's not the case though.
0: Yeah uh Alex Singleton another big one um the Broncos signed him on just a one year deal this year uh they're just expecting him to be a special teams player we all thought he was just going to be a special teams contri- uh contributor but man he pr- he proved that he needs to be a starting linebacker and you know be the guy to you know uh you know make your tackles be a force in the running game you know uh you know close running gaps and you know even help out in coverage at times and he li- he looked really solid this year he wasn't a li- liability in coverage i mean he's almost better than josie jewel is and i know josie jewel had a handful of picks but it seems like alex singleton's almost better um and he he's just a tackle machine i mean this dude's a monster he he moves from sideline to sideline like like this, so um, he's a guy you got to bring back. He earned it, I think. If you want to bring the, if you want to keep that, uh, you know, correct culture and proper culture around the facility and the organization, that you got to earn your contracts. Then you got to re- re-sign uh, Alex Singleton because he he deserves it. He balled out this year
1: yeah I agree too I'm gonna go keep I think that you know I was kind of on the fence when he first signed him like man why we got Alex Singleton but I will say this he balled out this season and he proved me wrong um I think he's amazing in the run game I think yeah he had two games when he had 20 plus tackles this season I mean Same. he just it's insane I mean like you said sideline to sideline he fills those guys pretty quick um yeah bring I think it's kind of a no-brainer and I think when you bring him yeah. back make it make it like a three-year deal I mean, you give him, you know, lock him up. I don't really see a point not to.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like a two-year deal, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to at least get him a multi-year deal because he he deserved it. He deserved it. Um, yeah. And, you know, that kind of gives you an insurance plan if you're going to, you know, potentially uh, once Josie Jewell's contract, because after this upcoming season, Josie Jules is going to be a free agent already. You know, time flies. So, um, you know, you kind of have that backup plan in, in case uh, Josie Jewell wants to test free agency. Um, you know, you know, obviously we like Alex Singleton. He deserved it. So we're going to keep on him. Um, another one on the defensive side of the ball, Draymond Jones. Um, I think we could both uh, agree on this. We already said uh, we're both keep um i think you know Jamon jones is a force in interior um he proved that he's honestly one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league nobody knows who he is because he doesn't have like aaron donald type of set, uh you know uh stats or tj you know whoever did like miles garrett type of stats or he isn't like blowing up the stat sheet by any means but yeah he led the team in sacks this year um he i believe he led the team in pressures this year um I mean, when you have those type of stats, you're, you're kind of expected to be back. And it's been a while since like since Derek Wolf and either, even other Broncos candidates or, you know, players, it feels like we haven't really had a guy that, you know, you know, effective in the interior defensive line. So I think this is a guy you got to bring back on at least a three, four
1: year deal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Derrick Wolf, you know, just brings that intensity to the game, his mentality. I think it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, yeah, he doesn't really fill up the stat sheet, but it's it just his presence alone, the pressures he gets, the gaps he closes. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. You got to bring it back. Him and Mike Purcell got to be the future of the defensive line, of the interior defensive line moving forward. I can't yeah. really say much else about it. I mean, it's just, it's a no brainer. If you let Draymond Jones walk, you just, you're just creating something else that you got to, you know, figure out. It doesn't really make any sense.
0: Yeah, I think in the Broncos going to free agency, he has to be their number one priority because, um, you know, once if you let Draymond Jones walk and he gets a big bag, like, you know, good luck for him. You know, that's awesome for him, but um, we'd rather see him here in Denver because when, when J- Draymond Jones isn't playing, you could tell that he's missing. I mean, we'll get, you know, ran all over because, you know, Mike Purcell and DJ Jones can't do everything, so um,
1: – um, I will say this regarding Draymond Jones: If we hire Sean Payton, don't be surprised if we end up do letting him walk and try to go after Marcus Davenport. I forgot all about that; he was a free agent. I would rather keep Draymond Jones. I'm just saying that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's true. I mean, coaches always want to go after their guys, so um,
0: it's interesting. I wonder if they're gonna try to extend him long term there in New Orleans. I saw Dennis Allen's gonna, you know, he saved his job for another year, so um going to be an interesting situation there um i did see he in a little uh if i'm not wrong I'm pretty sure he got marked uh, that mark da- staffer got in a little scuffle uh, recently he got ejected <laughs> he got ejected did he, like, he like punch someone or something
1: um he slapped De- deontay Foreman and then deontay oh him, so yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah he got ejected
0: um i mean draymond jones you see the you see the meme of him in uh, in the cowboys uh joint practice where he's putting his uh if if you guys know, you guys know. I'm not gonna show it on here, but yeah, he uh, he's, he's a character, man. So um, <laughs> both both those guys definitely uh, have that dog mentality. Um, if you if you have to say, um, so Darius Phillips, uh, you know, guy that picked off, um, picked up uh, from free agency, uh, kind of last second, uh, right before the 53 man roster came out last year, last season, um, from the Bengals, um, he. Really didn't play much at all this year. Didn't really show anything for us to, you know, say that he really earns another contract.
1: Um, I'm going walk on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to walk, too. I mean, I, I think they really brought him on to be kind of a returner. I mean, that's what he's been most of his careers with the Bengals was kind of a returner. But I think um, I think Denver's going to probably try to give Martial Washington another shot at it. So, yeah, I'm going to go walk.
0: Um, I got Marlon Mack. Um,
1: You're going to walk or keep on him. I'm going to walk, bro. Yeah, I'm going to walk. I mean, he was just got, he just got signed because of all the injuries we had to the position. I mean, he had that one play against the Chiefs, but other than that, Marlon Mack, it's no point in really keeping him around. I, yeah, walk.
0: Um, we got Brett Rippon. Um, he's going to be a free agent, actually. Not too many people talked about this. Um, Brett Rippon, obviously, um, played pretty he played decent in the preseason um came and played two two games this year he went uh one and one record um obviously um he lost against the jets uh but was able to pick up the win um uh, a few weeks ago um so what what are you kind of thinking here do you think he's going to be able to get this uh this win or i'm sorry uh, get this
1: roster spot back or do you think
0: we should go ahead and uh, draft someone or maybe even pick up a veteran in free agency
1: well, I think anyway, you're going to have to draft somebody. Um, but I'll say bring him back. I think if we can get him back, because I think Brett Ripley, he might demand a little bit of a A lot of teams might try to come at him for their backup spot and may pay him just a little bit more than Denver. But I, if I'm Denver, I'll bring him back. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, he's not the worst backup quarterback in the league. Um, i say bring him back. I mean, but I still think Denver should draft a guy and maybe the fifth, seventh-round quarterback.
0: Um. Me, personally, for Brett Rippon, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I think we should keep him, but for the 90-man roster, I think he should – if we're going to have him on the 53-man roster next year, he's going to kind of have to earn his way back on it. Um, I personally would rather just go draft the guy, um, maybe Hendon Hooker or whoever it is. I'm not too familiar with the quarterbacks yet. Me, personally, I don't like Hendon Hooker. I'm just using him as an an example, but – yeah, I want to I kind of see the Broncos maybe go after a veteran. Um, Josh Dobbs I would love here in Denver. I think Josh Dobbs is a really solid backup. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about how he uh, threw short of the sticks on fourth and long and uh, the Titan season. But besides that, he, he was pretty solid. But, I, 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 yeah, I, I like Josh Dobbs, though. So, um, yeah, eventually, once we get our new head coach, um, we uh, kind of see who all the free agents are that or um, you know, whether they're leaving or stay resigning with their teams. Um, then that's when we're going to kind of um, have our episode on which free agents we want to um, bring in and sign for the Broncos. Um, next, we got Dakota Allen. Not really much to say about him. We didn't really see him at all this year. Um, that's a walk for me. Yeah, a walk pj lock um a guy that we thought was gonna have a more of an increased role this year um he is a, uh, and by the way we're jumping into our, our restricted free agents now starting with pj Locke. um so obviously restricted free agents um players with three accrued seasons um they're allowed to negotiate with other teams however um the original team which is the broncos in this case they can match any offer sheet um that is uh, made by any other team that kind of is negotiating with them so um, you know, hence the name restricted. They uh, they're kind of you know um, held in check by their teams, and you know, kind of um, you know, it's all going to be up to the Broncos at the end of the day, regardless of who they're negotiating with. Um, but PJ Lock, I'm gonna actually go keep here. Um, I think you. Uh, it's not going to be too expensive at all. I think the most he will make is like 1.2 million, maybe. So I think uh, I think PJ Lock just bring in for depth. I mean, he, uh, he hasn't been terrible. So I think why not just bring him in for uh, depth to the safety, safety position. And this kind of um, ties back into me saying that, um, you know, it's kind of resulted in me saying that Kareem Jackson uh, should walk. So uh, I, th- I say keep on PJ lock.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go keep too. I, I really like PJ lock. I mean, I'll, I'll give him this. I mean, over the past few years, he's fought to make a roster spot, but he's always had that mentality, you know, from like that TJ Ward kind of mentality. Anytime he kind of stills on the field. Um, I'm gonna go keep. I mean, Anytime he kind of stepped in for debt purposes, I mean, he did pretty well. So, I mean, like you said, he's not going to cost that much. I'll go keep. I, I don't really see a point of just letting him walk. I mean, just not resigning him. I mean, unless Denver's thinking about drafting a safety really high, I'd just say keep him.
0: Um, Next, we got long snapper Jacob Boban Moyer. He's a restricted free agent as well. Um, I'm going to go keep on here just because uh, who cares about long snappers <laughs> and I don't know who else we could we would bring in. Um, I guess get younger at the position, I think – uh, I think Jacob O'Moy is already young, but um, long snapper is one of those positions where I think it's, um, you know, I was talking about running back being the most uh, replaceable position, but it's definitely long snapper. <laughs> I, I understand that it takes, um, you know, different, uh, you know, not necessarily skill, but different approach and, you know, practice to be a long snapper. But I'm one of those guys where I think you should train like your, um, you know, interior, you know, backup interior uh, linemen to, you know, play at that position. Um, I just don't see the point in having another roster spot for long snapper. Maybe I'm just completely far-fetched here, but um, I guess keep him because, I mean, he has experience already. You don't have to worry about coaching another guy to replace him.
1: I'm going to go walk. I mean, I think me personally, Denver needs to get rid of every captain on that special teams unit, the long snapper, the punter, the kicker. Everybody, I just think, needs to go. So, yeah, he can he can walk. We just need to redo that whole side of the football. The whole unit just needs to be redone. Interesting.
0: Uh, we have a saying uh, you know, slot corner for the Broncos. They, they let go last offseason, but they ended up bringing him back after he had a little stint with the Chargers. Um, obviously, I know uh, you've expressed your opinions on him. Um, I'm going to walk on him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to walk. I I, I like the Sang Bassey is rookie year. I mean, he came in and he did pretty good for an undrafted rookie. But now it's just it's like no improvement. He's just always getting penalties thrown on, th- thrown on him. It's just yeah walk for me
0: yeah I, I would be more comfortable drafting a guy in the, the very late rounds and replacing him um maybe finding finding a veteran there i just don't see the point in keeping him here much longer um he had a little good stint with the broncos um he had a pick against the in the in the K- kendall hinton game but um besides that nothing much else we have really seen from him um jonas griffith um another guy uh he's a Okay, so we're, we're into the exclusive uh, rights-free agents now. Um, exclusive rights-free agents are players with less than three accrued seasons. Um, they can negotiate with... Uh, I'm sorry, they cannot negotiate with any uh, teams. Um, so essentially, they're still a technically a part of the Broncos, um, but they can have offers from other teams. So it's like they're essentially on like the waiver wire. Um, but the Broncos are going to be able to match any other qualifying offers that are made to those players. Um, so exclusive rights-free agent, Jonas Griffith, um, I think this has easily got to be a keep I mean why would you just let him walk as an exclusive rights free agent uh, what do you think
1: uh, I'm, I'm gonna say keep I mean I was really big on Jonas Griffith going to the season because you know linebacker was kind of a hole for us and I, I mean his speed the quickness he has closing those gaps and then coverage I mean he got he was hurt a lot of the season which is why Alex Singleton was able to step in and get all the reps and have those crazy games but I mean we got to have depth at linebacker, good rotation. I say bring him back. I mean, you know, he's not going to be that. He's not going to be expensive, so I mean, why not?
0: Yeah, hopefully he recovers from that uh, injury, Um, you know, gets back to that kind of upbringing that he was uh, showing in the Broncos roster. He was a pleasant surprise, so it would be cool to see him come back and um really show his own as a third, you know, string linebacker there. Um, Next, we got uh, your favorite player, Lamar Jackson, uh, walk or keep?
1: Walk, just walk. <laughs> Just walk. I mean, I I didn't see the point of signing him in the first place. I'm pretty sure you could have got somebody else that was just better. I just feel like Denver was just making any roster moves that late in the season. Walk. I mean, is I mean, maybe maybe keep him on the practice squad and just never call him up. But nah, walk for me. <laughs>
0: just never call him up. Uh, man. I'm going walk as well. Um, I don't think he played terrible against the Chiefs, but um, I, I think you can definitely find some better depth there at the position. Um, next we got. Everybody's favorite punter, Corliss
1: Waitman. Um, would you walk? Would you uh, walk or keep? I'm going to walk here. Walk. I mean, I don't think it's a question. I mean, Corliss Wait. I mean, just walking. I mean, just he can go for free. Like it's no. Don't put anything on him. Just tell him, "Hey, man, you're gone. Appreciate your time here." I mean, it. That's got to be one of the worst decisions we've ever made. We let Sam Martin go and. Kept Corliss Waitman as the punter. I'm not. I'm not saying Sam Martin was just some guru, but he wasn't. Corliss Waitman is terrible.
0: Yeah, I can't believe I'm. So I'm not gonna sit here and lie to everybody. I did advocate for letting Sam Martin go and keeping Waitman. So I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was against that. But uh, I'm definitely now that uh, we saw his season. I'm definitely saying walk. I mean, he was asked to punt like a lot this season for especially for a punter that uh, just you know became the starting punter for a team in a while. Um, but you know, to be fair, in games where the offense was still being playing good, he was you know making like punters that like punts that like high schoolers could punt farther and you know <laughs> punt more accurately. So, I think you gotta you know pull the no brainer here. I'll Call him up and let him know to pursue his uh rap career and his uh you know rap producing career <laughs> because he's a uh, rapper. He's not a rapper, but he actually makes beats for like famous rappers. And the last free agent we got, um, Will Sherman, um, you know, exclusive rights free agent. Uh, I'm going to walk here. Obviously, offensive tackle for the Broncos. Um, just I don't, even,
1: I, I, I don't even know who that is, so I guess I, I'll go walk, maybe bring it back on the practice squad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's uh, one of those undrafted free agents. Um, he never really got a shot here. Um, you know maybe the coaching staff knows more than we do, but I'm going to walk on here, finding a uh, I say find a better replacement. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up all of our uh, free agents for the Broncos uh, twenty twenty three. Um, you know, uh, set of guys, and um, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the guys that we do want to bring back do come back. I really think guys like uh, Alex Singleton, um, you know, Draymond Jones, um. You know Latavius Murray, Deshaun Williams. I really think you got to bring those guys back to, um, you know not you know not see a big drop off at those respective positions, um, but yeah, hopefully uh, going into our free agency we have the the right head coach to make these proper decisions. Um, you know, look whoever we bring in, whether it's gonna be, whether it's gonna be Jim Harbaugh, or Sean Payton, um, wherever the head coach is gonna be, um, they're gonna want their their guys, they're gonna want their players, so. Um. Don't be surprised if there's any you know surprises the positions that
1: are brought back or let go. I was just Um, gonna bring that up. I was just gonna bring it up. You know, you gotta be. You know, it's all really gonna depend on who's the next coach. Like you said, like Jim Harbaugh is gonna probably want to draft his own linebackers. I mean, he's already with Patrick Willis and Avail Bowman. He's probably gonna want to bring his own guys at linebacker and focus on defensive side. Sean Payton, he may try to bring in some former Saints players and just let some guys go. I mean, it's gonna really. It's gonna all depend on it.
0: Yeah 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 so that's like that ties in with the whole jim harbaugh thing like don't be surprised if alex singleton walks you despite the great season don't be surprised because i'm sure he's going to want a multi-year deal to stay here in denver i know alex singleton um he you know he loves the season he had he loves the locker room um he loves denver um you know this this season kind of you know brought his career back to life uh, in a sense um he had a Um, a good season in terms of tackles with the Eagles, but a lot of the fans hated him there because they did. (laughs) Yeah, he was a major liability in coverage. Um, you know, there's some you know issues with like missed tackles or whatever. Um, I, I remember when we signed him, a lot of Eagles fans were like, "Yeah, good luck with him, buddy."
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I think Denver still hasn't really replaced Danny Trevathan that much. I mean, as far as like a cover linebacker, I mean, ever since he left, I mean, we we had Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall, Marshall for some years. But as far as like coverage goes, we haven't really replaced him. I mean, hopefully but, we can with our new head coach.
0: Credit to Averro though, because with Vic Fangio, you could tell that these linebackers were struggling with tight ends, you know, cough cough Travis Kelsey, but and Darren Waller. Uh, but this year, they did a really good job with packages, you know, inserting you know fourth, uh, def- you know fourth defensive back and nickel, you know DBs helping with a uh, slot help, you know safety help. I think Averro did a really good job uh, in that. You know, he was a passing game coordinator with a. Uh, um, the the Rams. So he has expertise there. But um, you know, uh, Vic Fangio is more of like a in the trenches up front guy. I mean, he does you know have um, you know, he does expert. He is an expert in the secondary, but not as much as Averro. My opinion. I feel like um, Averro uh, um, you know, was been really a bit, you know important guy in terms of coverage for the Broncos this year. Um, I think that's why the secondary was so so good this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you look at Vic Fangio when he was in Chicago, calling the defensive plays. He had Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, two of the best coverage. You know, Danny Trevathan was one of the best coverage linebackers in the league, and so was Roquan Smith. So it was easier. But you know, in Denver, we don't have that at all. So I mean, that's why I was really glad when um, Denver hired a barrel because it's going to be more DBs on the field, and that's our special. You know, that's our strength is DBs. So yeah.
0: Love it, and that's that's exactly why I don't want to you know let go of Averro. Averro is like my like literally literal the perfect example of what I love for a defense. I yes. love what he runs. I love what he calls. I love his blitzes in key situations. Love everything about Averro. It's gonna really really hurt when he's hired as a head coach down the road.
1: Um, question: Is Jonathan Cooper a free agent? Do you know?
0: Nah, he he's a, he's on his rookie contract.
1: Okay, he's still on his rookie. Yeah, because I knew he was a late round pick. I didn't know because I know their deals are shorter. I didn't know if it ran out or anything like that. Yeah, I got
0: you yeah he's on a four-year deal okay yeah so um hopefully the broncos um you know hopefully they can get the head coach that they want um but you know you know this all ties into you know what me and jordan talking about don't be surprised if your favorite free agent is not returning because of the the new scheme that harbaugh or peyton or dan quinn whoever it's going to be wants to um bring to denver um but yeah, this episode is kind of for the free agents that we want to keep and uh, let walk. Um, let us know what you guys uh, think. If you have any, uh, you know, if you agree or disagree about any of the candidates or any of the free agents that we uh, want to let go or bring back. Um, we had some, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, disagreeing, uh, you know, in terms of a few candidates, but all across the board, we can kind of, you know, kind of are on the same page of who we want to bring back and let go. Um, but with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. All the support's greatly appreciated. Um, you know, lots of content coming up, obviously, like pl- plenty of players, insiders. Um, we want to do some live streams soon to answer you guys' live uh, questions. It'd be super fun. Um, you know, make sure you're uh, you're staying up to, you know, up to date with uh, notifications on. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, it takes just two seconds to hit that notification bell, um, whichever platform you're listening to. Um, it could be Amazon Music. And if you want to have notifications on so you never miss an episode of the po- Broncos Avenue Podcast, make sure you hit that. Uh, make sure if you're uh, listening on Spotify or any other platform, li- make sure to leave a rating uh leave all your feedback that is greatly appreciated all the comments you know let us know what you uh you know all the um you know the constructive criticism means a lot to us um all of that you know is greatly appreciated all support means a lot i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode until the next one peace